You are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're listening uh, to this. Just want to say thank you so much uh, for joining us for another uh, Geek Pit episode. I'm actually really, really excited. I can't explain how excited I am to have you on. As a gaming fan and a big fan of music, um, I get to talk to Megaran. Holy shit. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you have a lot going on uh, here uh, in the next couple you know, weeks, uh, but I do want to say thank you so much for your time. So... I always like to uh, start off really light and then uh, just dive into, you know, what we're going to talk about. So this uh, deserted island has electricity for whatever reason. So being uh, that, you know, nerdcore rapper, uh, what would you say uh, would be your your game and console that you would play? to keep you sane on that deserted deserted island oh man i bring a super nintendo and uh pretty as as many games as i can find i think that super nintendo games have probably aged the best out of any system so i feel like i'll have years and years of gameplay uh between all the super nintendo titles so definitely we'll bring a super nintendo any game in particular though Oh man, like there's there's Zelda, there's Super Metroid, there's Mario World, there's um, Mario RPG. Like there's just so many great games. (laughs) All the Final Fantasies, like there's so many games that would keep me keep me playing forever. (laughs) So with uh, Mario RPG, are you upset that you weren't able to have Yoshi as like a partner in that game? You only get to ride his back for that you know, little mini game, but you don't see Yoshi anymore after that. Yeah, I would have liked to see more Yoshi, but you know what? Gino is my dude in that game. So I'm fine because because there's <laughs> Gino. So yeah, I love Gino. <laughs> yeah, he's a powerhouse. I will tell you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so honestly, just uh, you were based out of uh, Philly. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, now an AZ. Uh, what actually brought you over to our neck of the woods? Well, um, it was really like a total last minute knee jerk reaction to the snow. I was just like, I had enough of really bad snowstorms. I grew up around them and they're great when you don't have anything to do when you're a kid, but when you got stuff you need to accomplish, uh, they really slow things down. So you know, I was getting like shows canceled, like things just weren't working out right because it was just a ton of snow. And I remember it snowing up until like April, baby, one year. And I was just like, I need to get out of here. So I made this decision. Like while I was teaching, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to find a new job somewhere else doing this. And I used to spend my my off time at school, like searching for a new job, you know, and looking for new teaching positions. And uh, it came down to like 
Miami, North Carolina, or Arizona. And I interviewed with all of them over the phone, and it was Arizona. And then I wound up in Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Are you acclimating to our, uh, you know, 120-degree weather when it's August? (laughs) There's no acclimation. I mean, I've been here since 2006 or seven, but you still don't get acclimated at all. It just keeps (laughs) happening. So uh, you never get used to it, you know, but at the end of the day, like everywhere you go is air conditioned. So it's okay. You know, like it's not terrible. Like people think it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> you know, getting used to it. Um, you never do, like you said. So the other thing as well is um, you used to be a DJ and MC. So now you're doing more of the rapping stuff. What uh, led to that change and the name change to where you are at now? Well, I kind of just picked up DJing like in the last two years. Like that's been something that I started doing for fun, mainly during a pandemic to give me more things to do on, uh, um, you know, just during the pandemic, like on stream, I wanted to have more stuff to do. So I was like, let me pick up some more skills. And I had my DJ teach me. You know the basics i wouldn't call myself a dj but i can hold my own like i can play some songs and have fun with it um but the change i guess really for me went from like the name change happened at a point where i guess sometime around 2014 or so you know i was calling myself random aka mega ran and you know the aka was cool but it was just really difficult to get people to understand that uh, mm-hmm. to book me correctly. <laughs> like, oh, you know, what is an AKA or random AKA Mega Ran? And, you know, just too many words, too many letters. Um, I was trying to separate random, who was the hip hop artist who just wrote about whatever, from Mega Ran, who was the nerdcore rapper. And then I realized you really can't do that. Like, you can't separate brands within one person. We just don't as people have enough bandwidth usually to do that, you know? So uh, people can't, you can't separate, you know, like if you don't have the money, the, the means to, to separately brand these things, you kind of can't do it. You're under one brand identity and a random is not a very Google friendly brand. identity. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't, you can't Google random and find me. You're just going to find randomness. So uh mega ran was a much google more google friendly word so drop random and became mega ran <laughs> and then at some point i mean i think the three is still there replacing one of the e's so <laughs> any <laughs> any particular reason like i type in the you know m3 mega and then ran so sometimes it, I think it's just a Google thing because it auto-corrects I, yeah. me. I don't use that in my my spelling at all on my album covers or anywhere. I don't use the three. I don't. I try not to. Oh, sorry, my mother's calling. Let me mute that. Um, I don't. I don't use the three. To I used to use like back when I was random. I would be like R four, you know. Yeah. Uh, and try to use a lot of like binary stuff, but um, there isn't really, uh, to me. Yeah, there's not really any space for that kind of, you know, variation of spelling and things like that. You know, the lead speak as it used to be called. Oh, God. You know, I think yeah. we're kind of we're kind of past that. So, yeah, 
so no, I don't use M3GA. It's just Mega RAN, but the space between Mega and RAN. Uh, I personally prefer that. I do not like, so I'm telling you this now, so when you post this, Mega <laughs> RAN as one word is not what I prefer. It's not the way I spell it. Uh, I like Mega Space RAN. Um, I don't know why. I think for me, it's just a visual thing. Um, when it's close together, people are like, oh man, it looks like Meg Ryan when you look real quickly. <laughs> and you know, it's a very com- common mistake people make. So uh, that's my one thing. You know, I say like, say what you like, but spell the name right. Like me, yeah. M-E-G-A space R-A-N. You know, I've, I've even said it like in a couple of songs just to make sure people kind of get, get it. A, get a right. space. <laughs> give me the space. Doesn't have to be an underscore, but just give me a space. Between Mega and Ran. Yeah. yeah. No, uh lead speak. That should be obsolete. <laughs> yeah. And so uh you are coming to my hometown, no longer here, but mm. you are going to Yuma, Arizona. Uh you are hosting a music festival. What can you tell us about that? Man, people always ask me why Yuma. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you as a person who's from there, maybe could could tell people that. You know, I personally think Yuma's like an oasis in the desert. It's one of those places that where there's a lot of passionate people who love stuff, but they don't really get a lot of stuff. You know, yeah. music doesn't come there often. You know, concerts kind of skip over. You got to drive to Cali or drive to Phoenix. Um, so being able to come to a place that's kind of equidistant from L.A., from Phoenix, wherever you want to travel from. Um, I just fell in love with this place, the Red Moon Ale House. I don't know if you've ever been, if it was there when you were there. Yeah. Um, but just a beautiful, beautiful venue run by uh, a man with a heart of gold, Ramiro, who yep. um, oh, when shit, I met you know him, him too. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We've I played the first concert at Red Moon Ale House and I didn't even realize that he had just built a stage and he called me up and was like, yo, we want to try to start building. And I never want to be the first. So it's very rare. This is why this was kind of meant to be like, if someone says, Hey, can you be my first podcast guest? I'll probably say no, because I know (laughs) that most podcasts don't last. So I do not want to be your first. I want to be your 21st. You know, I always (laughs) tell people like, yeah, I like the number nine. So give me episode nine. Don't, I don't want to be your first because it may never come out. Like I need proof of concept. So I normally would say no. If somebody said, be my first guest at a show, because it's Mm -hmm. probably going to be terrible. You're not going to really know what you're doing. But these guys there, man, just a great passion for music, set up a great show, a beautiful venue, great sound, awesome people, great food, great drinks. Like they just showed a lot of love. And I knew that it was a place I would want to return to. So I came back maybe one or two more times with people. And um, next thing you know, uh, my manager, Jeff, was like, man, you like that place, right? You like Romero, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, what do you think about doing a festival there? And I was like, what? This sounds crazy, but I'm absolutely down to try anything once. Um, so I've never booked a festival before. Uh, he's like, just call some of your friends and see if they want to play a show in Yuma. You know, mostly friends who lived in Arizona or lived in um, in Cali who would be willing to travel out. So, man, I just called in a ton of favors and I really can't believe the people we were able to get, man. AJJ, Futuristic, Open Mike Eagle, Playboy Man Baby, Co-Defendants. Uh, Whitney Payton, Urban Heat, Homeboy Sandman, Boris and the Joy, uh, man, the Dead 77, Classic Goth, The Stakes, like so many of my favorite people that I've, I've either played shows with or just been fans of, who all agreed to come out 
you know, and just in the name of bringing great music to a fun town. And uh, so, yeah, the Dream Master mixtape. We didn't want to call it festival because it's not necessarily a festival in the in the use of the word. You know, you're not out in a, you know, a big old field going to porta potties, go to the bathroom, um, spending uh, $85 on a beer and a, and a hot dog. You know what I mean? Like it's it's still very affordable, very uh, independent and uh, intimate. And so it's the Dream Master mixtape. It's just me putting together a lineup that I would be very proud of. And uh, it's happening May 12th to the 14th, three days at Red Moon Ale House in beautiful yep. downtown Yuma. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out <laughs> for Yuma. Yeah. And so out of everybody you listed that's going going to be there i mean honestly uh how many of those people like have you met personally and like what great stories do you have to share man a good amount of them i've met personally in my travels a few even just recently uh the guys from red tank we met at a festival in where were we michigan um a few folks, yeah, I mean, I've been traveling, playing shows for 10 years. So in that time, we've run into a lot of these people at shows and played shows together, um, played virtual shows together during the pandemic, you know, doing online yeah. stuff. Um, so we just really got close. A lot of these folks, I would say 90% I've met personally, watched personally. The rest I've either seen videos or been recommended by uh, Jeff or Ramiro as people that would fit well on this uh on this bill so i'm really excited about all of them stories i mean open mike eagle and i toured the whole country in 2013 and i think that was like when i feel like i noticed that mike was about to like kind of blow up and uh yeah and we played some places that were like so tiny so little um i remember us playing santa fe and having like 20 people there and um, and this band that was playing before us, everybody with was with that band. Like the whole crowd was there to see that band. So they're all hanging out, drinking before the show. And then when they hit the stage, everyone ran to the front. And um, and I told Mike, I was like, these people are all going to leave after this, after they go off. I hope you know. And he was like, ah, you know, it's not a big deal. And I was like, mm, I think you should maybe like talk to them and see if you if we could play before them, because I think they're going to take everybody with them. And he's like. I'm not worried about it. What do you know? This band plays and the entire venue empties out and we play for like the sound crew. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I was like, see, I hate to say I told you so. And he was like, that's okay. Like shows like this build character. And so it's just really fun to be able to have stories like that with people that are, you know, like really doing well, living the dream and being amazing at what they do. But like how we all had these these struggles on the road that brought us closer together, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there's probably stories like that with everybody. I went to Japan with substantial um, and that was my first trip to Japan. Um, he was going out there to, to a uh, headline and uh, I got to open for him in like four or five cities in Japan, which was like a dream come true, you know? So there's just so many stories like that with all these folks here where I've played with them in the most, insane of circumstances you know 
uh, yeah. whether five people or 5,000, you know, and uh, just it's really dope to have them come to my thing. Like for me to say, hey, come through and then they just do it is, is awesome. It just speaks a lot for the the amount of kind of credit and credibility I've been able to build up for myself and my name. So so this can't this can't fail. So tell all your friends, come through, get a ticket, come grab a beer, have a good time with us. Um, because we want this to do well and we want to continue to have these yeah. three master fest pop-ups, um, you know, in Yuma and even places beyond in the future. Yeah, no, hell yeah. No, you you have to have that, you know, back home too. Like everybody, yes, please support the show. Uh, so you brought up the pandemic. Um, one of the biggest questions that I honestly have for you is, um, what was it like being a part of the uh, the Rio Folk Blues, mm. and you know, having your your verse, and then just having the original band mm. see Bloom at the end, just like yo, you know, bang and like. Um, what man, was that blew like? My mind. That was a dream come true, man. Um, I could say that was the best part about of the pandemic for sure for me. Cause like I don't know if that would have happened if not for the pandemic. So um I have to thank my boy Mason Lieberman who put that together. Uh he's just a really good guy who just knows a lot of people and wanted to make something happen for a good cause. So we benefited Doctors Without Borders. We made like 200 grand for them. And he was able to get everybody who worked on the, the music for Cowboy Bebop and then the voice actors to all be involved and then to call like little old me and substantial and and uh Zed Tabani to rap on it was like what you know come on you could have done this without us and it would have still been successful still been fine but to to reach out we're we're having a conversation on Twitter today about uh the video game world and the nerdcore and the anime world's relationship with hip hop like is it like a begrudging thing where they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll take some hip hop with my gaming music, but I really love gaming music and I don't really love hip hop, you know? Um, but I will say Mason works with AAA game developers and he's always finding a way for hip hop to be a part of it and not like in a forced way, but you know, where it fits naturally and it's well done. So um, I, I'm just so thankful for that, you know, because we're definitely the the other the outsider when it comes to like the different genres of music that that do video game covers people don't think of video game uh rap at all you know what i mean like it's probably just me like i i can't think of five people who do video game rap you know (laughs) (laughs) so i mean if you can please let me know but uh you know specifically video game rap like there's nerdcore that you know is based on comics anime TV shows, other things, but like specifically video games, there's not a lot outside of me. So, but, but to be able to reach out, you know, Cowboy Bebop was my favorite anime of all time. And to be on a song with Steve Bloom saying bang, like, I mean, come on. It it was, was, oh, that was amazing. It's just like, <laughs> anytime I watch it, I get chills. I'm just like, oh my God, that, that happened, you know? And uh, I'm just so, so thankful. You know, that's really, like I said, that was the, the highlight of the pandemic for me. Like anytime somebody mentions pandemic from to me, I mentioned that. I'm like, oh, it wasn't too bad for me because I got to be on a song with Steve Bloom. And, you know, that was amazing. Thank you for bringing that up because it was like a bucket list moment for me. Oh, no doubt. I don't doubt that at all. 
Um, when it comes to all my uh, memories, so it's going to be a third memory coming up soon. I share it and just like, yep, really good redemption of that shit. So, so uh, you have uh, this is brought up to me, but you have a uh, children's uh, children's book coming out or album coming out. So, yeah, what can you say about that? Well, yeah, I have a children's album that is coming uh, this August. I'm very close to finishing it up. Um, I did a, we did a um, Kickstarter earlier this year for this project. I'm a new uh, foster parent. And so because of that, I just felt like this was the perfect time to kind of, you know, speak to kids a little bit. You know, I found myself speaking to a kid every day now. So it's just definitely changed my my output it changed my my view for sure on things. And mm-hmm. so I'm really, really like stoked. I'm like pretty much done the recording, just doing mixing, mastering, adding instrumental touches to them. But it's going to be for kids of all ages. So there's some songs about counting, some songs about character, like being a good person, songs about, you know, not being a bully, songs about, you know, getting your baby to go to sleep, you know, so <laughs> So yeah, things that like anybody will be able to relate to for sure. Um, that has it's either a parent or uncle, auntie, or just a person who's been around kids, um, and to speak to them from you know an adult's point of view. So I'm really really excited about it. It is coming soon. I haven't told the name yet, so I guess I could tell you now. Um, this is a bit of a world premiere. Uh, <laughs> the title is Buddy's Magic Toy Box. And uh, Buddy's what we call our kid. And uh, so these are all the different things that he'll find inside of his toy box that are inspiring different songs for me. So it's like a little teddy bear or a little ball or a little uh, you know, Rubik's Cube or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. So these things that are inside the toy box are going to inspire each song and take you on a journey through through this kid's, you know, uh, dreams. And so you're really exp- you know, go through all the avenues. So, uh, talking about video games and now going to toys, like, was this like a hard transition for you? Hmm. Well, uh, yes, everything's a hard transition, but it's worth <laughs> doing, I think, for sure. But yes, it's been a, it's been quite a transition. I have had, ooh, you know, a time, and just mainly with myself, you know, changing gears, changing lanes, trying something new. It's, it's like I have to beat myself first. Like I'm my own, you know, biggest critic. So I'm like, is this going to be good? Is it going to be corny? Is it going to suck? Is it going to feel forced? Is it going to like not be, not change the game? Like, you know, when I do something, I set a goal for myself to change the game. That is Mega Rand's prime directive. When I create, whether it's about a, a video game or about my upbringing or whatever I'm doing or about kids, like I'm trying to change the game and elevate the game. And so I don't want to just add something like a, a piece of, you know, paper to the top of a giant trash heap. I want to elevate the game. And so that is my goal every time I, I work on music. So, um, yeah, so I've set a real high bar for myself and um, it hasn't failed me yet. You know, so I trust myself and I trust my 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 instincts on it. And uh, I'm really excited about changing the game one more time (laughs) so trying to elevate yourself uh what really keeps you going just you know is that quick 
you know, I want to go and keep on going. What pushes you forward? Well, just wanting to be the best, man. I, I just I think about legacy a lot, especially having a kid now um, at home. It's like you think about how you're going to be remembered, you know, like I don't want to yeah. be remembered as a guy who just did whatever he could do to get by or to get over. But someone who gave his all to everything, you know, and and if he did, couldn't give his all to it, he just didn't do it. You know, um, that's really what I, I want to be known for as a guy who tried his best to to elevate and to just leave things a little better than when I found them. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And with trying to go forward, um, music is evolving. Every here and there, like what? um what do you think is like the biggest like okay that's good but also like not there but you want to give advice to anyone pursuing music mm. well i would always tell people to just be themselves you know it sounds super cliche but um i wish somebody told me that when i was young like you're enough like you don't have to try to be something you're not um we always thought oh the people on tv are this you know they're they're different the people they're not you know they're not who they are they're they're putting on a, a a front and and i don't know if that's true or not but i think for me it's okay it's enough to be yourself because you are special you're different you are original you know so just uh embracing that has helped me embracing my love for video games music uh comic books uh wrestling you know it has <laughs> has done wonders for me you know what I mean? Like now I'm, I mean, I'm 40 something years old, but I'm like forever young because of the things that I've been able to make a big part of my life. You know, you see what's behind me and there's all kinds yeah. of toys and things here. So I've, I've been able to, to find a fountain of youth through, uh, through just giving everything that I love to, uh, to music. Damn. It's really good question i have a question but i will take jackie's question here comic books uh what shop are you hitting up for free comic book day Ooh, uh i love samurai comics that's my uh my go-to out here <laughs> um i don't know if you're familiar but samurai is great i um, just threw out my arm so you know <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, um, I, I shot a video there. We did a um, little Robotech one there. Um, there is, I looked at what, what's coming out. I'm just going to take a quick peek at them again. Cause I saw something really cool and I got really excited about it. Oh, there's a turtles, uh, free comic book day coming out. Ninja turtles. Uh, there's Marvel voices. Number one, that's going to be free that I'm super excited about. There's even Viz Media is doing an Animal Crossing Kirby manga mania, which is coming out. <laughs> so I'm super hyped about those and so much more. Um, I haven't, you know, I try to stay up on comic books as much as possible. But man, there's a yeah. really dope Spider-Man and Venom cover and a Conan cover that like they just really caught my eye. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm looking forward to, to grabbing as many of these as I can on free comic book day. Oh, absolutely. 100 you get really good stuff on free comic book day yeah support your your local comic book shop mm -hmm. i do want to ask all, it hasn't gotten all super uh commercialized like record store day you know dude i love that record shit too store day is, it's great but it's a little out of control and that now it's like lines hanging around the corner just to 
get inside and Taylor Swift putting out stuff on record store day. And it's like, all right, y'all come on. Like this is and supposed Zia. to be for like the collectors <laughs> and, you yep. know, but you know, whatever gets people into the stores, man, and spending money, uh, I understand, you know? So yeah, there's going to be a ton of free comic book day stuff happening at most stores. I think, I feel like everybody's going to be doing something special, you know? So, uh, and there's up to like 40 something titles that are going to be available. So uh, I'd recommend going to your local comic book store and grabbing them all. And of course that as well, Zia, uh, um, mm-hmm. you suffered, probably not suffered, but you get yeah. that shit from, <laughs> <laughs> come <laughs> from the record store day. Oh yeah. I love Zia. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, so, uh, biggest, um, record you could say that really inspired your career to go out there and be a musician. Hmm. Um, okay. That's a good question. All right. The record, or at least give me a playlist, it... like five songs. Oh man. I can give you one album. Lupe Fiasco's food and liquor. Um, inspired me a ton. Um, it's a rap album that came out in maybe 2006 or so. Um, and uh, just, you know, it was the first time that I heard like a guy who wasn't like, you know, the 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 coolest gangster, you know, who was making a rap album. He was like, he wore glasses like me. He was into skateboarding. He was, but he was from the, the city, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I love the fact that he was just so real about who he was and he made these really good songs that told stories about like outcasts and just being different and trying to trying to find your way and uh he's got so many great records on that first album and i I feel like that is what let me know that yeah there's a possibility of me doing this you know yeah and uh so yeah i would say lupe because his very first rap he, he he featured on a kanye west rap and then he he said lupin the third and I was like, what? <laughs> like, yep. you never heard anyone referencing an anime on a major like record release. So I was just like, okay, I need everything this guy is creating because he's one of us. And once I found that out, we, you know, we went through all the mixtapes, went through everything. And I was like, oh, this guy is the real deal. You know, yeah. so, uh, so Lupe Fiasco in general, because he's got so many great songs. Um, he's a big, big inspiration to what I do because it's like, it's proof that you can be like in the hood, from the hood, you know, but not necessarily of the hood mentality. You can be exactly who you are and you could still make it out. And uh, and that was extremely like influential to me. Superstar is a, a big one that, I mean, mm-hmm. I want to say that was one of his biggest hits, but Superstar is just, uh, yeah. he, he literally told it like, you know, take a polar picture, you know, that sort of thing. Don't want to quote the song too much. Don't want to get sued for it. But he had the real moments and he, he still does. And yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And um, yeah, just such a big inspiration. So I, I've been the biggest, you know, fan and supporter of, of Lupe for the longest. Yeah. Lupe fiasco throw out there. And honestly, um, from two more questions. So from this out, uh, this tour coming out, 
what uh what do you want everybody to really like grasp out of it and also i will ask the other question uh you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier but give yourself some advice or if you give your students some advice like that you could give yourself now knowing what you know what what would that advice be Wow. Um, yeah, I, w- I always say you're enough, you know, because that's that's so important. And that's something I would have wanted to know back in the day is like you're you're cool enough. You're smart enough. You're good enough. And, uh, you know, you're worthy of love. You're worthy of admiration. You're worthy of respect. Um, and you don't have to change or be anybody else to get that, you know. Um, so I would have loved to have been able to tell myself that or my students that. Um yeah, that. What was the other question? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with this tour, uh, what do you want? Um, you know, your your friends to get oh. out of it. Well, this is this is going to represent kind of the the beginning of the end of a uh, an era of Mega Ran, if you will. You know, um, you know. After this, I said I'm working on a children's album, so this is probably the last record and the last tour that I will be the Mega Ran. You know, you know, playing the songs. You know. Uh, really leaning into the love of video games, comic books, anime. Um, whereas the next couple of releases and tours are going to reflect, you know, a more children's, more family friendly. Not not that I'm like super, you know, <laughs> stuff's clean anyway. But uh, but yeah, it's going to a lot of those songs that, that people love, you know, the, the Final Fantasy stuff, the Mega Man stuff is going to be kind of retired for a little bit, you know. So uh, I'm going to be playing a whole new stuff. So this last tour is literally going to be kind of the last time for it. So the me and Whitney Payton, we got a bunch of songs together that are going to be great. Um, she, she, we both kind of ride this interesting line with a bunch of different niche audiences. Like she's like close with the juggalo community, um, with the nerdcore community. And then there is a bit of an overlap, you know, yeah. I played the gathering a few years ago. So, um, so yeah, it, it's going to be a really great time, but it's going to be kind of the last time you see, me in this particular way you know like i'm retooling everything from the performances from the recorded music to the places the venues i play like everything will change after this tour so so this is really kind of a last hurrah a chance to to hear mega ran as you know him before the next phase starts i might get a new haircut who knows uh, <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot different so um, i'm looking forward to kind of taking all these these tracks and this this era of me kind of out with a bang so got you i have to catch you in yuma or i gotta catch you at the uh, rebel lounge here in phoenix there you go yep yeah so i mean kind of long shot but will we see a mega ran x you know yes pun i'm sorry (laughs) i man i get asked all the time uh i don't know man i can't really say I cannot say, like, uh, I don't know. I told somebody, I don't remember who it was. I told somebody a couple years ago, like, yeah, I'm probably done with Mega Man songs. Like, I feel like I've done enough Mega Man songs, where, whereas you got you got all the ones you want. But I have not done, like, a full Mega Man X series thing. I haven't done a Battle Network or any of these <laughs> other ones, Legends or whatever. So... I don't know, man. Never say never. That's really all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I hope so. Never. 
I take I take commissions all the time though. So if you really want to hear me do a particular thing, uh, hit me up on Patreon and, and yeah, I'll find a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you have it. So um, as always, uh, my name is uh, Daniel. Uh, you got me at Super Call Me Daniel on on my socials. You can find Geek Network at Geeks AZ Mega Ran. Your time plug. I mean, we plugged you in, but hey. go ahead and you throw done it a ton in. of plugs. But thank you. Um, if you're in the <laughs> Arizona area, please come out to our festival. It's the first, but not the last. But be a part of history. Come on out. Uh, it's three day show, so come out for the weekend. Hang out in Yuma, see some music, get a new favorite band. Come back. We're doing an after party in Phoenix on the fifteenth that Monday night at Rebel Lounge. Uh, oh, come come to both, and we'll give you a, a bonus T-shirt. So uh, yeah, it'll be super fun. And uh, you can get all your dates for at megaran.com slash shows. And you can find me on Twitter at megaran for any particular like up to the minute updates there. And it's not Meg Ryan. <laughs> it's Mega Ran. <laughs> yeah, please. And no threes. We established this already. No threes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you.